So I don't know if you've noticed, but there are a lot of people in this country right now who just seem perfectly willing to give up on humanity and <laughs> just embrace the sort of darker impulses that they have, maybe even make policy out of it. Um, <laughs> and I just want to tell a story tonight that suggests that sometimes we can actually find our own humanity at that exact moment when we think it's lost. I was 19 years old, and at that time I was super concerned with figuring out all my dimensions, and that meant like what I could do, what I was willing to do, and what I could get away with. And I was also really into my own physicality, kind of like narcissistically probably. But I would like, I was lifting weights a lot, I was about 20 pounds heavier, just solid muscle, I was strong, fast, I was playing rugby and I was really good at that, and I was getting into a lot of fights and winning. And so that summer, I went out to Washington, D.C. to visit my best friend, Jack. And Jack, at the time, was a punk. And he had like a 10-inch mohawk, and he'd wear like a black leather jacket with patches all over it, and he'd have like tight plaid pants. And all his friends were punks, and they drew a whole bunch of negative attention toward themselves everywhere we went. And one time, while I was there, we went to Baltimore. And Baltimore is a place where you can learn a lot about yourself. Um, we went down to Fells Point, and Fells Point's this kind of gentrified historic district where people go on the weekends and hang out. And we went past where everyone's hanging out, we took some beers, and we went down to this wharf, and we kind of did our own thing and minded our own business. And on the way back, these, there were just like a couple of kids, and they're about our age, but a little younger, and they're sitting up against this wall, and they're just pointing and laughing and just making fun of my friends. And because I was a tough guy, I, I thought I had to go around everywhere drawing lines in the sand. And so I, my line that night was, you don't make fun of people for the way they dress or look, especially when they're my friends. And I went over to them, and I, we kind of had words, and I lightly, and I mean this, I'm serious, lightly stepped back and kicked one of them in the head. <laughs> and I step back and I just get ready to fight. And they jump up and they're ready to fight, but they don't fight like I fight because they have box knives. They start chasing us around and we just kind of run around cars. We're just trying to keep space between us. So we're just going around and around these cars and it works for a minute, but then it breaks down. And we have to run, and as we're running, the one I kicked catches my friend Chris in the back of the arm with his razor and cuts his arm open. And we just realize it's starting to get serious and we need to keep running. And pretty soon, Jack's little brother and I are in this plaza, kind of where there are more people and we're safe. Um, but I don't see Jack in them. I look over and I see these kids, and now there's like four or five of them, and they're all congregating in this one little space, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting my friends killed because of something I did, I gotta go help, so I take off running over towards them, and as I get up to them, I see my friends have actually ducked into a corner bar and they're safe. These guys are just outside taunting them, and now I'm running at them at full speed, and I think, hey, maybe I can just keep running and they won't notice. <laughs> but they did, and they come in behind me, and I'm running down this sidewalk in this foreign city, and they're just like behind me, and people are scattering out of my way. And I started thinking, you know, I am actually really fast. Um, I'm like not just sports fast, like I'm streets fast, because I'm blowing these guys away. And, but I also realize I'm getting out past where all the people are, where it's a little safer. It's getting sketchy. Now I need to be smart. So I decide I'm going to take a left, and I'm going to loop back. So I go around this brick building, and I'm running. I go halfway down the block. There's an alley on my left, and I take the alley, and I run into a chain-link fence. 
and it's okay. I scramble over that chain link fence. I land in this courtyard. It's like a big courtyard between these big brick buildings, debris, junk everywhere. And I'm like, this is the perfect place for like where junkies hang out and hide. And there's one more fence in front of me, so I start running toward it, and I'm going to jump it, but I'm not as smart as I thought I was because these guys have split up, and now two of them are coming around in front of me. And I look back, and the one that I kicked, and the one that same guy that had cut Chris is coming over the fence. And I know right in that moment exactly what's going to happen. I know that I'm going to be trapped and outnumbered. This guy's coming over the fence. He's going to immediately start hacking and slashing at me, and I'm going to get cut. There's no getting out of this. I'm going to be bloody, sliced up. I just need to protect my throat and my arms, and I have to. my only chance is to just rush this guy. A second he hits the ground, grab him and just start hitting him and hitting him and hitting him and hitting him, and I think, I might actually have to beat this guy to death just to survive. <laughs> and I think, Mom's not going to like this. And right out of that, though, I had this other thought, which was, his mom's not going to like this either. And I want to point out that I know I was like this close to losing my humanity. I was this close to doing something that I could never take back that would have haunted my conscience for the rest of my life. I probably, it probably would have ruined me. But I'm, I'm so proud right now that I can look back on that and say, in that moment when I was scared and when that guy was wanting to hurt me, I was still able to look at him and see that it was a human being, that he had a mom and that he had feelings and all of these things. And I'm glad I did because, because of that empathy, I was able to think for a second. And I was like, there might be another way out. And I looked to my right, and sure enough, there's another little alley right there that I didn't notice because I had tunnel vision. I was so busy thinking about beating someone to death. And the problem is there's a big wrought iron fence on this one. It's the worst thing to be trying to scramble over when someone's coming at you with a razor. And... I'm so lucky, though, because somebody, and I don't know if it was those kids or other kids in a similar life situation or junkies who had their own life's hell, had pushed a, like, a washing machine up against that fence. I took my chance, and I ran, I jumped on that washing machine, I leapt over that fence, I landed on the other side with a whole hell of a lot of stuff to think about, just as a cab rolled up. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>